Well, just you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, very Monday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 here for... This is March 20th, 2023, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin makes his return, uh, as well as were produced on the TV10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. Colin, how was your few days off? It was nice. I got to go celebrate uh, my cousin's wedding down in Texas, so got to see some family that i haven't seen for a while as well as uh some family that i've never met so it was a fun time interesting never met this family yes before. it's crazy you go 20 something years of your life and you mm-hmm. don't meet some of your family because they're not in the same area that yep. you're in it is crazy but it was nice to meet them nice to meet uh my cousin's uh now husband and his family as well so all right question is everything bigger in texas yes Everything is bigger in Texas. Including the gas to, stations. Yeah, I got to go to Bucky's for the first time during my time down there. We went to the Definitely uh, kind of jealous. San Antonio one, which is the biggest Bucky's in the world. For too, now. So. They're building a bigger one somewhere, I just read. I heard they're actually building one in between, I believe, uh, Charlotte and Richmond. Hmm. They're building one near yeah. Charleston, West Virginia as well, I believe. So there we go. Nick, how was your weekend? It was good. Just nothing, relaxed? Yeah, nothing really. Watched some college sorry. basketball? Yeah. Gerald, how was your week? Big week of high school baseball. How was your weekend, Gerald? State. My weekend was pretty good. Watched a lot of those March Madness upsets. And softball. Yeah. Well, my, my weekend was uh, pretty eventful. We'll just leave it at that. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Had some fun on Saturday. Got to, uh, you know, catch up with some college buddies. I thought we were leaving it at that. I thought we were just leaving it eventful. It was eventful. We'll say that. Now we're getting all the details. All right. Not all. Uh, let's talk. They don't want them. <laughs> Nobody wants them. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about uh, first, I guess we'll get into the high school boys basketball state tournament. Uh, it was a pretty entertaining state championship game between Park South and Morgantown. Uh, watched a good bit of it. Uh, the Morgantown would pull away in the final minute of the game. Uh, but that was probably the best state tournament game that I've seen in a long time. Not that any of you guys probably tuned into it, but. No, I didn't, but uh, I know from what you've said, it was a very competitive game, and you always like seeing that, but ultimately it was Morgantown who I believe we all believed were or was the uh, best team this season in the state got the win, and that's what they do. The best teams always find the way to win. Yeah, our, to, uh, our buddy who's been on the show, Tyler, or Nick and I's buddy, Tyler Kennedy, covers Morgantown and the surrounding area for WDTV Sports. He's now a sports director for WTV, so congratulations to him as he got that uh, update in his title. Where him and I were texting during the game, and it was an instant classic is what his take on it was. Uh, but Morgantown, we've predicted all year they were going to win, and nobody beat them. But it was close. I'll have to say Parkersburg South you know, tried to be that team that beat them unfortunately they couldn't uh but the all tournament teams came out and two guys from the eastern pan excuse me eastern panhandle uh specifically jefferson were on the team senior will shively for the cougars as well as jamari jenkins the sophomore um those guys played pretty well during their two games at the state tournament yeah they did and uh you know to be fair park south did only lose 71 59 to morgantown the regular season so you know, we knew they had the ability to potentially uh, keep it close. But um, in terms of, you know, EPAC being represented on the state tournament teams, uh, two guys that played well not only in the tournament but played well all season for Jefferson. So, um, you know, a talented team. They still are going to be very competitive, I think, next year with Jenkins, Gladney, and uh, Wyatt Shively returning. you obviously lose Will Shively, but you'll have, you know, a good – Big three to build on. Still Kylan Johnson. Yep, Kylan Johnson will be back along with a few others. So uh, you lose a big piece. You lose uh, Roper as well. But 
overall, this is a, a really good Jefferson program. I expect them to be back in, in Charleston next year as well, and we'll see if they can get over the hump. But uh, it was a good performance for them in the state tournament compared to maybe what the expectation was heading in. Uh, after some down performances in the regular season, it upset GW, have a good outing against Park South for a little bit, even though you didn't you know, stay in the game and end up losing. Uh, overall, I, I think Jefferson had a pretty successful trip. I thought Hedgesville had a good showing as well, even though they went down the first round. So, um, you know, I think the EPAC has a lot to be excited about moving forward. And, and hopefully this run and, and some of the games that we know that are scheduled for next year can help the uh, conference for whichever two teams do go down next year. Uh, to get a little bit better seating and maybe they can make a run. But it's tough. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the state. Um, You know, it's been pretty clear that Morgantown's been the best program over the last couple of years. Does that continue next year? Do they maybe see a drop-off, which would make things very interesting? So I think looking forward, uh, you know, high school basketball in the Mountain State continues to be an exciting time at all. And uh, at 4A, you know, we'll see if there's a shift in any power, if Morgantown can reign supreme again. Yeah, it'll be tough to knock them off after back-to-back state championships. Uh, We know in this area, I I agree with you, Nick, that it seems like Jefferson will still be the team to beat in the area, and then everybody else will be fighting for that second spot in the EPAC and the biggest difference has really been for teams around here just trying to get some height to really match up with the teams from around the area such as Morgantown Park South and all those teams when you get down to Charleston it's tough when the biggest guys in our area are probably three plus inches smaller in height and wingspan so it's always a battle yes we have the shooters in this area and two guys that we mentioned on the state tournament team being some of the best shooters we've seen for a while arguably so it's going to be a fun year at least for jefferson next year and we'll have to see about the rest of the teams yeah we will have to see but now we're in high school baseball mode we had i guess one full game last week um and an interesting Friday night of baseball here in the Panhandle. We'll start with uh, Friday night's game, uh, which is not finished yet. Uh, no ter- finished date has been determined as of yesterday. When I talked with head coach Aaron Byler, they they're you know obviously baseball season is a long time, so they they can might take a little bit with teams. Uh, you know you have to look at both schedules to see when you can fit in those final few innings, but. Uh, it was a one nothing lead for Martinsburg before things were halted due to deteriorating field conditions Friday night. And it was a 15-minute rain delay, and they decided to postpone after those 15 minutes, Nick. Yeah, that seemed like the right call, uh, especially with the you know dirt in field completely, no grass in field. So, um, you know, it would have been pretty slick, and it continued to rain well after those 15 minutes uh, of delay. So for the safety of the kids and – uh, to get the best result of the game. I think it was the right idea, especially because if you continue to delay it, maybe you wait until the rain does stop because I think it did eventually stop on Friday night, yeah. but it would have been, you know, 9, 9.30. Uh, then you have to, you know, get some new pitchers in, and it just messes Plus, with Plus, Hedgesville had a game the next day. Hedgesville had a game the next day. So, overall, it was just, you know, the the best, I think, with what happened with the weather uh, and you couldn't, you know, risk injury and everything like that, especially early in the season when the game doesn't necessarily have to be finished on Friday night. Um, so, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll get that game finished. But uh, from what we saw from the game, it was what we had expected. Lane DeLauder, uh, Carson Buber both throwing well on the mound. Uh, Martinsburg was able to manufacture a run after a throw over. Uh, led to Jordan Camby sitting on third base, and then Landon Sifford gets a sacrifice uh, ground out. So, yeah, know, I mean, it was almost a, honestly a classic pitcher's duel, really, if you think about it. Uh, eight combined uh, strikeouts between both pitchers over two and a half innings. Yeah, they were rolling, and that's what we expected with those two on the mound. Both guys were thrown in the mid-80s as well, which we had to see uh, early in the season, especially with the cold weather. So, um 
you know, it's unfortunate that the game didn't finish on Friday because it was a fun game on Friday night. But uh, hopefully, you know, whenever they get it finished, uh, it can still be a good game. But it's definitely a weird situation. Ideally, you don't want to play that as a double header if you don't have to. But you could do that where you send the JV uh, the opposite field and you play a double header um, whenever they come, I guess, to Martinsburg. But that could be your option, but with it happening at this point in the season, I think you can probably find a spot in your schedule to play the game later down the road. Now, do they have to restart the game? No, or they, will they continue just from where they are. Okay. That's what I figured. It, it's just obviously tough because you don't know when they're going to remake it to have to right. remember at what point in the game that they were. And Well, you don't have to remember, Colin. There's something called game changer. Yeah, but what, what if there's an injury to a certain spot? You, you never know what can happen now there because are rules we don't know when the makeup's going to happen. they in place for these things. Things so. change. Yeah, but they have rules in place no, for all this stuff. So, you know, coaches know that. We don't necessarily. Uh, but an Otherwise, there were some games actually going on during the panhandle or in the panhandle on Friday night. Um, I guess it wasn't really raining as much, or the fields held up better down in Inwood as uh, Spring Mills beat Musselman Friday night. Um, six to three, Caden Compton led the way at the plate, going two for four with two RBIs for the Cardinals. Alex Broomwell earned the win on the mound, going six and two thirds, giving up three hits, three runs, just one earned while striking out 12. The Cardinals, they, they're 1-0. They take on Kaiser tomorrow. Uh, head coach Brad Barrett will join us here at the at 1230 to discuss his team's season so far, what's coming up. Uh, Musselman, they're now 0-3 on the season. They host James Wood out of Virginia tonight. Uh, but kind of overall thoughts on that, I'm what I just kind of laid out there. Five run top of the seventh, too, yeah. for uh, Spring Mills to take the lead. So uh, for this Cardinals team, you know, there's a lot of question marks because last season it was pretty much if Chase Herndon was on the mound, they had a chance because he would keep the game close. Uh, but to get a win there and get six runs on the board is kind of out of the norm from what we saw from Spring Mills last season. So uh, Bromwell, the new pitcher, uh, they add him to the mix. Hopefully you would expect at least that the rest of the pitchers around him and that staff have gotten better. So maybe Spring Mills is somebody that we look out for uh, down the line. For Musselman, it's a tough start to the year. You know, I don't think anybody thought they would start 0-3, even though they did have a you know a tough schedule. But um, with all that was returning for the Appleman, there was a lot of hype around that team. And so far it's been you know a slow start. Uh, Trevor Board did give a good, strong start for yeah. Musselman, but Cohen Rutherford struggled a little bit in his middle innings, and uh, Hartman pitched better in just, I believe, two-thirds of an inning. So he's still kind of um, gearing back up for this season. But uh, for Musselman, it's definitely been a disappointing start for the Appleman, but it's a long season, as we know, and, and they'll get better and uh, down the line still be a competitive team. But now Spring Mills certainly throws the nice little wrinkle into the EPAC to make it seem like all six teams can definitely beat each other this year, and I don't know if that was necessarily the case at times last year of that Spring Mills team. So um, it's definitely going to be fun to see and uh good win for the Cardinals. I think it was an upset. It was a surprise in, in my eyes because of how last season went. But uh, to get this early win – Gives you some momentum, and we'll see how things play out. But it's going to be a very competitive season, it looks like, based on the early uh, games. Yeah, and uh, Washington, they fell to Virginia Power Stonebridge 6-4 Friday night. They put up a battle there in Ashburn, Virginia. Then on Saturday, they traveled to Hampshire, and uh, they won a game handedly 22-3. They're now uh, 3-0. and or excuse me, two and one, and they take on Musselman on Tuesday. Uh, but you know they've won two games handedly and lost a close one. Uh, you know that beating Berkeley Springs there on Wednesday. Uh, you know another one of those wild score scoreline games. Uh, and then Hedgesville they got an eight six win over Frankfurt on Saturday. Braylon Connor went three for three with four RBIs. Eagles now one and one. They take on Hampshire tomorrow. Yeah, so busy week. A hard gauge to get on Washington, but they mm-hmm. do have a, a good team. As you said, you know, a really good team in the state of Virginia, but um, when you have two wins over smaller schools and one loss, it's still early, so it's it's tough to really gauge how good they are, but I think they're definitely got some talent, so uh, 
good win for Hedgesville as well. Um, the Eagles have shown the offensive abilities at times, not against Martinsburg, but in the other games that they've played so far, they've been able to put up some runs. So we'll see if that continues for them. I agree. Yeah, you were. I was kind of leaving you yeah, out of this because you've kind of been away, I'm away not from fully everything. Fully focused on the baseball yeah. season yet, but I, I agree that it's going to be a competitive season. It looks like. All right. Well, now we have three games on the docket this week. We had four. Unfortunately, there's predicted weather on Friday. That game between Martinsburg and Spring Mills has been moved to Thursday. We already have a softball schedule. We are already on to broadcast. We're only broadcasting a limited number of softball games. So we're keeping up that schedule. Uh, but it all starts tomorrow, Jefferson and Martinsburg. It'll be a special game, pregame time of 6.30. There'll be a field dedication at 6.50, and then first pitch at 7 p.m. And then on Wednesday, Musselman at Hedgesville has a 6.40 pregame, 7 p.m. first pitch. And then over to softball on Thursday, Washington at Jefferson. Should be a good one in that cross-county rivalry, Colin. Yeah, I'm, everybody loves when Martinsburg and Jefferson goes head-to-head and baseball that is the uh peak rivalry in this area for baseball and we know for the past few years it's been the regional championship matchups and we get to now see it early in the season at martinsburg in which the field if you haven't seen it yet go to tomorrow's game or watch it on tv 10 or our youtube page and get to see just how beautiful of a stadium it truly is now they did great work there yeah, de- definitely excited about it. You know, Colin hits on the regional rivalry aspect of it um, between Martinsburg and Jefferson. Uh, for the other game we have, Hedgesville Musselman, I think that's going to be you know a real good game, um, and you know they're going to definitely be two teams to look out for this year. And uh, you know those are the two teams with the most experience coming back. And then for softball, Jefferson Washington cross county rivalry, like you said, Spencer. So. Um, excited to see what the softball season has for us. And I don't—I might be wrong, but I don't believe we had any Washington softball. Last I don't year. think so we did. Get a good look at them this season. All right, that'll do it for this segment. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com after this break. We'll have a quick segment talking about the NCAA tournament. Then we'll be joined by Brad Barrett, Spring Mills head coach at at twelve thirty. Or tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. <laughs> With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio W106.5 FM, AM740, and TV10.
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as a little bit to talk about. What do you guys want to end up talking about? Some free agency here? Yeah. A little interesting weekend of free agency in the NFL. Not a lot going on, but uh, the Eagles reloading. Yeah, they kind of have to since everybody keeps taking their guys. So. Yeah, that's true. Weird situation, though. We talked about a little last week happened with, uh, now names forgiving me. Darius Slay. Yeah, Darius Slay. He was going to be cut, then he wasn't going to be cut, and then he was never cut, and then they just renegotiated his deal. Yeah, so that worked out pretty well for the Eagles, and obviously you want to keep Slay around um, being the cornerback that he is. So I thought uh, it was a weird situation, but I think they realized, hey, we can maybe make something work here and keep this guy around for you know the next few seasons. So um, good move for the Eagles because I think you need that corner on the outside. You weren't going to necessarily be able to find one to replace Darius Slay. Um, you know, we've talked about before, you don't you don't win championships with a good cornerback, but um, it certainly doesn't hurt your team to have that piece. Uh, I don't know how many more years Darius Slay has of being, you know, a lockdown corner, but uh, still has, you know, some good years left, I think, of being a really productive player. So, you know, both sides wanted him to stay in Philly, and it worked out for both sides there. Cowboys get uh, Brandon Cooks in a trade. They're likely out on OBJ. Uh, Adam Thielen lands in Carolina on a three-year deal. The Lions agree to a deal with Gardner Johnson from the Eagles. Um, you know, a lot of offensive lineman moves. The uh, Eagles lose another guy this time to the Steelers. They sign Sumate. Um, Laramie Tunsil becomes the highest paid offensive lineman by the Texans. Just a lot of stuff going on this weekend, guys. Yeah, a lot of just... Uh, smaller big moves. splashes yeah. yeah just smaller moves that some surprised me i mean Thielen isn't really a small move in, in my mind it's still a bigger splash than all the ones that we mentioned and going to carolina does surprise me a little bit because i know when we mentioned that he was released we were thinking a potential super bowl contender would try to scoop him up to be a wide receiver two or a wide receiver yeah. three and carolina never really crossed our minds with that because they don't really have a quarterback that's why we didn't think that uh he'd be looking at them potentially well they probably offered him a good bit of money for the fact that he's aging so maybe being on a winning team right now isn't super important he would get to be a wide receiver one for the panthers since they just trade away dj moore so there are some uh benefits to him going there for his career but in terms of you know, winning something, I don't think they'll win a whole lot because they're going to have a rookie quarterback, whoever they take with that first overall pick. Um, so it is definitely kind of a it's Colin's ESPN notification. It was not it? mine, but it is ESPN. It, my audio is not on though. Yeah, well, I don't know whatever, it is, but I heard it. Yeah. Anyway, um, back to the important things, which are Adam Phelan going to the Panthers. Um, you know, he's not really going to do too much or they're not really going to do too much as a team but he could be productive there for them and and help bring around bring along whoever that young quarterback is that they take first overall yeah i think that'll be a key thing there and uh hit the break now we come back we joined by spring mills baseball head barrett segment sponsored in part by our senior's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding out there living in his family owned and operated right here in martinsburg at 360 hack wilson way go to orsini's Dot com for more. Get on the other side of this break. Brad Barrett, head coach for the Spring Mills Cardinals baseball team. They're off to a 2-0 start. Or 1-0 started. No, they are 2-0. 1-0, excuse me. My fault. I'm getting all these numbers in my head. We'll be back in two minutes. Here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. 
The American College of Emergency Physicians recently announced that WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department has once again achieved the Bronze Standard Level 3 Geriatric Emergency Department accreditation. This program recognizes emergency departments that provide excellent care for older adults and have geriatric appropriate equipment and supplies available. Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department is one of two geriatric accredited emergency departments in West Virginia. WVU Medicine, leading healthcare here and everywhere. The Eastern Panhandle Home Builders Association would like to thank Pine Creek Structures for being a diamond sponsor and City National Bank, Eastern Panhandle Heating and Cooling, DRB Homes, High Point Roofing, and Aspen Home Improvements for being platinum sponsors of the 26th Annual Home Show. The Home Show this year will take place March 25th and 26th at the Martinsburg Roundhouse. For more information, visit www.easternwvhomebuilders.org. We hope to see you there. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and out taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. We're now joined on the phone by the head coach for the Spring Mills Cardinals baseball team at 1-0 on the season. They got their opening game win on Friday against Musselman in their first game of the year. It was an EPAC game. It was a 6-3 victory. And Coach Barrett, how are you doing today? Doing well, guys. How about you? We're doing well. It's a exciting win for your team on Friday to open the season. Uh, you got a lot out of uh, Caden Compton. He, uh, believe, he went two for four at two RBIs in the game. Yeah, I mean, like the uh, he's he's really stepped up this year as a leader on that field, being a senior, and uh, it's good to see these older guys, you know, step. We need him to on on big games. Coach, to start the season with an EPAC win against the Musselman team that returns a lot of talent from last year, uh, what do you hope that does for the guys uh, to build some momentum here early in the season? For uh, you know, for a second, and then realize we got 31 more to go. So keep our mindset um, focused, games ahead of time. You know, um, not playing the past, and just hopefully keep rolling with the bats and everything. Coach Barrett Collin here. Congrats on the win. We know last year it was really a rebuilding season for your team and needed a lot of work in the offseason to get point to where you were able to win your first game of the year against an EPAC opponent. Just talk about uh, what you guys were working throughout the offseason to get to this point. I mean, I mean, just like pretty much everybody else, man, we, we work really hard in the weight room, you know, using flex days whenever we can. You know, we're working in throw progressions with our flex days, and that may be a difference. And, I mean, honestly, what what really helped us this year is just, you know new new bodies creating competition. You know, having a, a much larger amount of kids come out for tryouts, which you know created that competition. And compared to last year, you know, we I think we only had twelve guys on the team. You know, we're, we're, we're and Nick mentioned it there. It took a while for you to get your first win last year. Finished the three and twenty-four. Uh, but when you look at Friday's game, uh, really on the mound, it seems to be where things were much improved for you. You got a guy to go six and two-thirds on the opening night. Yeah, man, he's uh, he, he's great to have around. You know, it's unfortunately, here he's, he's a transfer in. Um, he just said he could play a couple positions and. He ended up, be, ended up being our day one guy, and you know he went out there with, with every trust in the world, um, did exactly what he was supposed to do, and that's a that's a big thing for any kid to do on, on opening night of you know spring sports being that cold and rainy and stuff like that, and come up there and just do a great job and basically take control of the entire game. Coach, we were having a little bit of issues with your audio, but I think if you're in a good place now, it started to clear up, but. Uh... You know, early in the year, so it's like you said, um, just one win. 
uh, so it's not, you know, the end-all be-all for the season. Um, who are some guys that you are expecting big things out of, and how do you uh, continue to, you know, get better throughout this season so you can be, you know, in the competition, in the mix for potentially making a run at a sectional or regional championship this year? Honestly, our three captains are the guys we kind of rely on. You know, uh, Caden Compton, like I said, you guys mentioned him already. Um, Mason Everhart, you know, he's a guy that just kind of runs for us being a catcher. He runs the show as far as leadership goes. Um, and then another one who's not a senior is Peyton Gerard, and he's kind of stepped up too as far as a captain. But, um, you know, we got a, we got a great freshman coming through. You know, we got three freshmen on the roster. That's a big thing for us. Um, having Alex is also in that sport when in for these last couple of years, so it's it's definitely been fun to watch over the last couple of years. And coach, looking at your schedule this year, you guys aren't going back to Myrtle Beach, but you're you're putting some good teams on the schedule this year. University, uh, a good team I see on the schedule. Uh, another team out of Maryland, a few teams out of Maryland. Uh, but uh, what's the schedule looking like? What are some big games that everybody should be looking forward to? You know, we try to focus on uh, playing a lot of guys from the state. Like you know, I mentioned before, you know, in order to win everything, you got to, um, you know, we'll play a few teams outside the area. The the Myrtle Beach trip, we kind of alternate with uh, with every year. Uh, we like to go down to Hurricane for that big tournament down there. It's a nice trip. Uh, it's always good to see, um, you know, how we handle going against a team like Hurricane. You know, they won, you know, state tournament a couple times the last couple of years. They're a very competitive, very good team. Um, I always look forward to seeing how we handle, you know, those teams that are that higher level, you know, being that they have won so much. And, you know, we're playing teams like Morgantown University, um, you know, just some of these kids that we have have never even been outside of Berkeley County, so I want to give the experience about what you know. Coach, looking ahead at your uh, week this week, you start tomorrow with Kaiser and then get to end the week against Martinsburg now on Thursday instead of Friday. What are you most excited for about these two opportunities to get another wins? We handle things, seeing how uh, how things go. Like I said, you know, we played really great on on Friday. I hope we kind of continue that into this week. You know, it's always hard when you take a, a day off on Sunday. And... So we got you, Coach. We're ready to listen. Sorry that. Still got gotcha. you. Yeah, you're still here. All right. Um, yeah, we're just you know we're our mindset. We're our our game mindset is set in. We're locked in. We're we're excited. Um, our guys are ready for Michigan by by Martinsburg come from um, Thursday. Fortunately, we cannot cover that game like we wanted to on since it moved to Thursday. We had a, a, another game scheduled on Thursday, but we'll see your team later uh, this year. You got. Thank you for joining us. I was head coach Bradley Barrett for the Spring Mills baseball team. And unfortunately, it seems every time we get a coach live in the middle of the day, they need to do something with the service out there at Spring Mills. Not a good service. They've they talked about that before. Yeah. On uh, Eastern Panel Talk, somebody was talking about that. Really? Yeah, I believe it was Melissa Power last week was saying they need to get better self-fencing a lot there. Yeah. We had that problem with uh, yeah. Coach Sims a lot. Not with Coach Samples. Whenever he was on, it was always good. Maybe he knows where to go. I guess so. Spot. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've got one more coach to get on the show. We'll Hopefully, we'll have him on tomorrow. That is Jefferson Cougars' John Lowry Sr. Got to reach out to him here after the show today. They'll be taking on Martinsburg tomorrow. But, you know, looking at this Spring Mills team, they got a few guys in. And, you know, you talked about Bromwell being the transfer. And if he can be a big guy that's going to help your team, it could be huge for them this year. Yeah, it could be. I think the more important thing is that just not one player has to step up for Spring Mills because last year, then you're just in the same situation that you were in last year. You had Chase Herndon, who was the superstar player, but everybody else around him wasn't uh, contributing as much as he was or even you know close to what he was doing, so then they struggled. Um, so, yeah, Bromwell certainly helps if he's a great player for you. Uh, but you don't, you can't rely on just one player in baseball, especially, you know, you really can't in any sport, but, you know, in baseball, it's a, such a team game. You need your hitting to be good. You need, uh, your pitching behind you to be good. Your defense, all that stuff contributes to a team being successful. So 
It's great that they have him. Can they see other guys step up, though, around him? I think we saw enough flashes of that talent where this team could be a lot better than they were last year and will have other guys step up around Bromwell. Um, but And they kind of showed that the other night with the, the ability to come back late in the game um, and get the win. But there are definitely still more pieces to be to uh, come into play for this team to be successful. So I think that's really the importance for Spring Mills. They have a star player. Who are the other players going to be? And that's what we'll kind of learn about this team, I think, as the year goes on. But overall, I think you got to be excited about the Cardinals. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to check this calendar right now to see what when their next game that we'll have on. I believe it's next week, maybe. If I'm remembering correctly. Next week, no. No, okay. Maybe it was the game that I saw this week. Yeah. Uh, looks like it will be April 21st now. All right. Maybe we'll move some things around. Obviously, that schedule said subject to change, so we'll see how things work out there. Uh, but once again, you heard Bradley Barrett, head coach for the Spring Mills baseball team. We'll take a two-minute break. On the other side of the, that break, we will come back. We'll have a lot to talk about because we'll have about 15 minutes to talk about things here. But the segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll wrap things up for the next 15 minutes. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and Ten. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix here for your Monday, March 20th, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Mayor's Cooper of America Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue. Call 304-263-4343. They'll help you out with all your financial needs. Spencer Tupu, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Gerald Wright. Happy to have you with us here. As uh, we've got, a, we got some time to play with for this last segment. Usually, we, we don't. Kind of the way things work is we just go on about a topic for a long time. But uh, we got some time to talk. Let's talk. start with NCAA uh, March Madness because it's really been some madness in March in the first two rounds, Nick. Definitely. Uh, been some really good games here early on, which is what a lot of people had expected because of it being kind of a weird year uh, in college basketball where there wasn't really you know any teams that you had a lot of trust in, but 
We saw for the second time ever a 16 seed win over our number one seed in Fairleigh Dickinson, knocking off uh, number one Purdue. So they were able to get a big win uh, and then lose to FAU in the next round. But um, that was you know fun. Princeton knocked off Arizona, um, and they're still playing. They're in the Sweet 16. So uh, there's definitely been some some bracket busters. Um, which is what you get every year in the tournament. You know, I don't think this year's necessarily a whole lot different than other years. It just it is different in terms of the schools you normally think about, like Kentucky, Kansas, and Duke are all not playing in the Sweet 16 or North Carolina, which I don't know. I, I saw a, a, a stat about it, but I don't remember the last time that they said that that had happened. So um, you don't see that very often. So it is kind of different in that aspect. I guess the question is, is that good or bad for college basketball? I think it's good for the sport, but it may not be great for the viewership, which will be interesting to see. I mean, people are still going to watch the Sweet 16, yeah. but when you take out the big names, and that's the thing with every March Madness when you start to see these upsets, it does take away from a little bit of the intrigue. And I think when you're watching a game, you much rather watch – Duke or North Carolina or Kansas or Kentucky typically than watching like Princeton. Does that does watching Princeton FAU in a national championship get you excited? No. No, but that probably won't happen. It might not. I don't know if they're on the same side of the bracket. But I'm just it saying, won't. They're on the same side. Are they playing in the next round? No. No. No, okay. no, no. They could play in the Final Four, though. Because I'd be like, wow, what a easy run for FAU. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get through Memphis, Colin, have you been Bradley, able to Dickinson decompress? Princeton. I, I was still following along with Mark. No, I mean, have you been able to decompress following that frustrating loss and the exit for the Mountaineers? Yeah, I mean, Maryland just ultimately played the uh, better game and had the opportunity to win when West Virginia was unable to, even though they started, um Obviously, would have liked to see them get a shot at Alabama, but it's all right. You were very salty. Yeah, it, it was a tough game because of all the uh, – fouls the biggest thing i've seen because there were multiple times throughout the uh season in which wvu had an opportunity with the last shot of the game to either take the lead and win or force an overtime and it never really seemed like they had a set play to go to in that situation which is what ultimately surprised me multiple times because you hear coaches always say when you have a buzzer reader or hail mary or things like that yeah we practice that the guys practice that as a kid growing up you always practice that right and when they got to that situation down by two with no timeouts it didn't seem like they had a go-to plan to either tie the game or go for the win and and that's what ultimately frustrated me because even though I know a lot of people are still frustrated with Huggins because, honestly, the, the success hasn't truly been there other than the regular season for the most part. You haven't seen a big run in the tournament. You haven't seen a conference championship lately. But I still trust him. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's been doing it for a long time. But, yeah, it's it, it's definitely frustrating because you'd expect better in that situation from a team – that is coached by a legend in Bob Huggins. Well, I think the landscape of college basketball has changed quite a bit. That maybe that makes things a little bit tougher for Coach Huggins, uh, even though he is a Hall of Fame coach. You know, coaching at WVU, this was already known. You're not getting the top prospects every year to go there, or the top recruits, I should say, from high school. Uh, but in the past, you could still win because you could build you know, seniors and have your senior-led team beat a team of freshmen usually. Uh, But now, not only are you not getting the top high school recruits, you know, with the NILs and everything and the way the transfer portal works, what's really appealing about WVU basketball for the big-time players that are, you know, looking to transfer? You had the biggest-time player, arguably, in NCAA at one point, and he's now wearing a different blue. He left for Kentucky because Kentucky is Kentucky, and they have Calipari. Uh, so it's a different landscape. It's a different way college sports are played. 
and it's debatable whether or not it's good or bad. I think it's bad for the actual com- competition. You know, this is the weakest I would say college basketball has been uh, in terms of competition, you know, ever because everybody's one and done uh, that's any good, and then everybody else is, you know, leaving to form kind of super teams in a way, but not really because obviously the tournament still has a bunch of upsets and stuff. But I'm saying like the good players aren't necessarily going to the weaker major teams. So it is kind of a tougher landscape for Coach Huggins, and I think that's why we're seeing maybe a little bit of a drop-off at WVU compared to what they're used to. But it's not that big of a drop-off. Like this team has a national championship with Coach Huggins before, and they're not doing that now. So, All right. And was the Big 12 a little bit overrated this year? Yeah, maybe. Do All right, we, let's. Do we uh, need 19 win teams in the tournament? You were talking about a long time. I don't know how long time ago in the distant past, a Maryland team that had 25 wins knocked off Duke twice and yeah, didn't, didn't make get it in. to the NCAA. And that was tournament. when the ACC was the the big dog. So and that was when Duke was in their heyday. They still are, right? They're still Duke at the yeah. end of the day. Coach K isn't there, but I mean, like. Iowa State, they didn't look good at all. 41 points in an NCAA tournament game. All right, we got about seven minutes left on the show. Why don't we fill out a second chance bracket as a show? Sure, why not? Well, uh, for the sake of numbers, Gerald won't be included because then it'll be easier to calculate if two versus one. All right. Uh, We'll start with the top of the bracket in the South region. Number one, Alabama. Number five, San Diego State. 324 is when these begin. Alabama again, like Alabama, San Diego State. Does that excite you? No, no. Alabama. But give me Bama, yeah. Yeah, give me Alabama. All right, number six, Creighton. Number fifteen, Princeton. That's exciting. Uh, I say Creighton. They knocked Creighton. off Baylor. I like their team. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, moving to the East. Number nine, FAU. Number four, Tennessee. And Tennessee wasn't supposed to make it this far because they're without their leading scorer, who is out for the rest of the year. Right. I mean, the East was really looking like it was going to be Duke's uh, region, but it hasn't played out that way, and it could be Tennessee's, and I think the Volunteers take it against FAU. I do, too. I I like Tennessee in that matchup. All right, well, for the sake of argument, I think FAU does. It makes it to the Elite Eight, but we'll go Tennessee on our bracket. Uh, The other game, number three, Kansas State, number seven, Michigan State. Hmm. This is a tough one. Michigan State's obviously playing good basketball, knocked off Marquette. Um, and that's knocked the, off Even USC. though they're green, it's still kind of a blue blood with Izzo as right. the coach. So. They're more of a traditional power. But mm-hmm. this Kansas State team has played well as well. So, you know, it's a tough matchup. It's definitely one of the more intriguing games. I'm going to go with Kansas State, but I could see Michigan State pulling off the upset. They were a 19-win win team as well, though, I believe. I like Kansas State in this matchup as well. I think they get the win. Uh, It'll definitely be a close game, though. All right, I like them as well. We'll move on to the Midwest Division, number one, Houston, number five, Miami. Miami last night knocked off Indiana. Yeah, I like Houston Houston. Houston as well. All right, uh, another close seed here in the other Midwest game, number three, Xavier, number two, Texas. I think Texas wins big. Yeah. It's are uh, really firepowered. Great first half start for Xavier. They have the capability, but they live and die by the three ultimately. And even though I want to see Xavier win, I think Texas does win. All right. Eight, Arkansas. We're moving into the West, the final part of the bracket. Eight, Arkansas. Four, UConn. I think UConn. Yeah, I'm riding with UConn as well. I am too. We All didn't right. take any upsets there. Uh, Gonzaga, UCLA. I've got Gonzaga. I like the Zags. Yep. There's an upset for you. Timmy's good. Three uh, three versus two. That's an upset. All right, move on now to the Elite Eight here. We'll pick in our uh, redemption second chance bracket uh, in the South region. Number one, Alabama. Number six, Creighton. Bama. 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 All right. uh, In the East region, number four, Tennessee. Number three, Kansas State. Kansas State to the Final Four. Kansas State to the Final Four. I think Tennessee, I mean, they're playing really well. They they got hot at the right moment. So I'm going Tennessee. 
You know what? I'll, I'll write they, Colin. They, so okay, knocked so off, they knocked off Duke. So give me an All SEC Final Four. Now you're making me want to switch it just because you said those words. All right, Uh, Midwest, number one, Houston, number two, Texas. Should be a great game there. That that region looks chalk in the final. Yeah, this is a toss-up here. Um, I'm going to go with Texas. I am too, if it's that matchup. Yeah, I would agree with you as well. Number four, UConn. Number three, Gonzaga in the West. I've got Zaga. I need UConn. For my uh, one shot at winning a bracket pool, so I will go UConn. I'm going Gonzaga. I'm sorry. All right, I need Gonzaga is my national champion in our bracket challenge. All right, Uh, moving on to the final four: uh, South slash East, number one Alabama, number four Tennessee. I think everybody's going to go Bama, right? Now, just like football, give me Tennessee. Oh, Herndon Hooker's not playing in this game. Herndon. 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 I apologize. All right. What's your pick? Bryce Young and the Tides. Roll Tide. Roll Tide here. Uh, the Midwest slash West, number two, Texas, number three, Gonzaga. I got Gonzaga. Texas. Uh, Gonzaga, Texas? I would go Texas. No, Zags wait. No, I'd go Gonzaga, again. actually. Ooh. Drew Timmy and the boys. All that right, he's in a national championship. So national Again, championship one versus three, <laughs> Alabama versus Gonzaga. Who you got? You know what? Mark Few finally gets it done, and they win it this year. Gonzaga. They don't get it done. It's Gonzaga. We're all tied. Hey, I mean it's fair. You know that. So you're picking Gonzaga. I am. Okay, I'm picking Gonzaga. So it's two to one. East of wow. the Mississippi, though. Gonzaga. Told, How many total yeah, points will be scored in the national championship game? A hundred and actually no, nobody can score in this tournament. Hundred and twenty-two. The no. under is hidden like thirty-one or something. I finally get it done. You bend the under in the rest of the tournament. It's like thirty. I'm gonna go one twenty-seven. That seems like an average between. Them. I mean, I, th- I feel like for some of the games you have to hit the over. Like Xavier, right. Texas. So you our pick, our pick is Gonzaga. I'm hitting submit. Gonzaga-Alabama right. would probably be a pretty high-scoring game, yeah. I think. Gonzaga's right. got the number one offense in the country. When we wrap things up here, just about uh, 30 seconds before the outro will hit, guys. Uh, exciting week of baseball and softball ahead. Yep. Uh, Aren't definitely. you happy with second-chance brackets since all of our brackets are bad? Well, At least mine is. I don't know. I have the, you still have your national champion. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I would say it is what it is. Is, is what I have to say about the like, whole bracket. My, my bracket, not I think a great is going overall bracket, but it's a good looking national champion still lose. there. At least I didn't pick Purdue. Whoever picked is going to be close with me and them. I feel bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Three games this week tomorrow: Jefferson at Musselman, and or excuse me, Jefferson at Martinsburg in baseball field dedication at six fifty with Martinsburg's new field. We'll be on the air at six thirty for the pregame, and then on Wednesday it is Musselman at Hedgesville six forty pregame seven p.m. first pitch. Thursday we've got some softball action for you: Washington at Jefferson. It's a six forty pregame seven p.m. first pitch. And then on the show today, thanks to Spring Mills baseball head coach Bradley Barrett for coming on and talking to us about his team and their up, their season ahead. Uh, but for our intern, Gerald Wright, for Colin McLaughlin, who's back from a few days off, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow on another edition of the Sports Mix. Sports Mix.